You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have such great guests this week in the Paracast that we decided, Chris and I, that we couldn't wait and have them join us in the second segment. So instead of annoying you with other content, kind of pre-game chatter, we're going to reserve that this week for after the Paracast. You can get that, by the way, for joining the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. Instead, we'll do it all now. We'll bring on our guest, Greg Bishop. Hello. Of Hello, Greg. It's been a while. Uh, what, seven, eight, nine months? I don't know. Not quite it, a year. It seems like a long time. But we haven't talked to Walter Bosley in a couple of years, I don't think. Right, Walter? Uh, right. Yeah, I think it has been since 2013, as a matter of fact, when I came out with the Third Empire of the Wheel book and the first Secret Missions book. It has been that long. Wow. Or was that last year? I'm confused. (laughs) Well, we're in an alternate reality. There's a TV show now on one of the cable networks about a woman who does not have a sense of time. She can't sense the passage of time. Everything for her is in the moment. Huh. That's cool. Sometimes I feel that way. Well, maybe you should have been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Stitchers, by the way, on ABC Family. All right. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. It's about this secret government program where they can take the newly dead and still somehow recover their memories before they've deteriorated too much. And that's how they solve crimes. But of course, the usual uh-huh. conspiracy theories, it's kind of silly, but it's fun. They renewed it for a second year. But again, the lead character is someone who does not sense time, which is kind of like the UFO field. I'm going to raise a question here. It's just been occurring to me because of some recent things I've mentioned, and I'll let you, Walter, or you, Greg, chime in. Is it time to bury the UFO field with extreme prejudice? Really? I mean, we see the things that are going on year after year, the same arguments, the recent brouhaha over what we call the topic that shall not be named, that we sometimes call slide gate. You both know what that's about. What do you think? How can we get past this and actually figure out what these crazy things are? Greg Walter, who wants to chime in? I've been whining <laughs> about it for a say, long Greg's, time. Greg's been talking about this for ever since I've known him. Yeah, right. But, but doesn't this really vindicate what you've been saying? Well, it's just I'm sure Chris knows, Gene knows, and Walter knows that the uh, UFO field has been doing the same thing for 50 years and nothing has changed. Well, actually, it's more like 60 or 70 years now. And nothing has changed. So a while back, a few years back on my show, I started complaining about it. And then in the last maybe year, I've started saying, okay, it's time to stop complaining about it and see what can be done about it and what, you know, what different things are floating around out there. So I don't think it should be thrown out wholesale because you can't. It's just, you know, it's like saying, let's throw out the, let's throw out the music industry or let's throw out the, the media or something. You can't do that. But you can take elements of it and on an individual or small group basis uh, start to do different things with it and become unhooked from the mainstream of UFO study, I think. And, and that's what I've been um, saying for a while now, actually, is forget the large groups. I used to say get rid of them, but you're not, that's not going to happen, like I just said. But forget the large groups, form small groups, crowdsource yourself, um, Anything you can to not do what the other, what the large UFO groups have been doing, and and start with a different premise. You know, start with a premise. Let's see, 
let's say there's no there's no aliens coming from other planets and absolutely stick to that as a religion for a while and see what happens or start with any premise and just stick to that one for a while and see what happens and the other important part of that I think is to do it uh, like I said in small groups and in secret and I'm not saying to keep the ideas from other people or to be exclusive or cliquish or anything like that the the idea is to let a small group explore its ideas in a pure way um, no media no television, no books being written, no publicity, right. no attempt for anybody to do anything right. public. Because as soon as ego enters into it, you get yep. all the stuff that's been polluting, you know, not the signal, but the, the pure research, I guess you want to call it. I hate to use these terms because they sound so lofty. Pure research. No, but, um, yeah, do it, you know, small groups in secret working very carefully on something until a result is uh, produced or no result is produced. And and until there's that. something reportable, until there's something yeah. reportable, worth reporting. Yeah, and if there's nothing worth reporting, then forget it. Move on to something else. But people have problems with this because they think it's wasting their time, which is, which is dumb because even when you don't come up with anything, you learn a lot. So anyway, that, that, I will stop the rant now. What Rander. did we learn from this recent brouhaha in the Mexico City event? Because it seems to me when you look at it in retrospect, you can't imagine any thinking person – being taken in by that right <laughs> that's uh, the first thing i guess we learned is for people to think before they <laughs> leap into either putting on something or or participating you know as a viewer um or or as an audience member because clearly um i, I mean was due diligence not done or like some people say was it done and then just kind of set aside disregarded or obfuscated because so much had been committed to in a particular direction i mean you know was was somebody embarrassed uh to then come out and say you know what it's not what we thought it was um but i you know the tough thing with that situation is you do have to wonder, you know, people brought up the issue of, you know, was somebody committing fraud in this case, you know, duping people? And you, you know what? That's a legitimate question because of all the circumstances we know about it now. You know, it's difficult to believe that nobody in that group knew, you know, what that was or had not, you know. And maybe it goes back to the guy who was the original source of the slide. Um, I don't know. but uh, One crazy theory, and it goes back to the reports that some people had their email accounts hacked, some of the people participating, is that supposedly certain intelligence groups or people were involved in creating that as a hoax to create more noise. Right. And that goes to the larger question here. Is there That's any awesome. possibility here that one of the problems in UFO research is that we have this intelligence or disinformation element that keeps polluting the waters, and that's why things just don't work. I think it's really easy to blame intelligence agencies for things that people screw up themselves. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I do want to throw one thing in. Um, it's a good question, Gene, and I would You're the intelligence guy here, so. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say this, and this is all I'm going to say about this. I would recommend anyone who wants to look closer at that situation regarding um, uh, certain agencies to t 
take a closer look at um, any of the certain players that were involved, say, in uh, being the, uh, the, you know how they said they had, had the slides reviewed by Pentagon anal- analysts? Visual analysts? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say take a look at any individuals named and take a closer look at them. And I'll leave it at that. We'll go on to the next question. (laughs) (laughs) You just raised about 46 questions there, Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What I'm saying is take a closer look at a uh, particular individual who – um, I'm I'm not at liberty to discuss that further, but it was a name that popped up that I personally recognized. Yeah, I think Walter talked to me about that a little. So we'll leave it there. Hmm. But I did want to throw that out there because it is there, and yeah, you know well, the the possibility of you know the uh, that scenario you just mentioned about you know is it obfuscation or is it disinfo? Is it uh, you know games being played? You know. It might be interesting. Yeah, well, it sounds more like a, what Walter's suggesting, I think, to me, sounds like more like a let it happen without getting in the way. It's like, well, if this is the way they're going, then let's just leave it alone and see where it goes by telling them we don't know anything. We have much more to do, much more to talk about. With yes. Walter Bosley, Greg Bishop, with Gene and Chris, you're in The Bearcast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. First case attack of the rockoids and it was a critically acclaimed success and now there is the coming of the protectors a former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the earth this is gripping science fiction of the classic kind attack of the rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Extend your life with Why do over 50% of North Americans suffer from some form of chronic ailment? Could it be due to a toxic overload? It's time to take back your life. Get the lead out as well as the cadmium, mercury, and calcium. 
Extendivite is a garlic cayenne supplement with five other herbs that acts like a natural draino, cleaning out the stored toxins, restoring your energy and youthfulness that we've lost. If you would like to live your life free of sickness, pain, or fear, then Extendivite is for you. Available in either capsules or liquid, you too can see why Extendivite is the number one heart drop available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. As you see, this is going to be an action-packed episode, folks. We have Greg Bishop. We have Walter Bosley together in one virtual room. And I expect, of course, they agree on lots of issues. But another subject we've talked about in recent years, and I guess it's somewhat related is how many things that happened in UFO field have been put-up jobs. And an example, of course, is James Carrion's book, The Rosetta Deception, where it's all about the ghost rockets being there to spook the Russians. And maybe there's some of that in Roswell, which we're beginning to call the case that shall not be named. So who wants to take that one? Well, I'm unfortunately not as familiar with some of the recent research and literature like the the I mean I've heard of Carrion's book but I haven't read it so there might be some uh, research and investigations and uh, theories put out there that I'm not familiar enough to uh, to speak about but in a general sense yeah I I would agree with uh, you know theories that uh, that that Roswell like like other things has uh, been played with so much and kind of like what Greg says you know let's let them think what they want I've said that kind of a brand of that in a version of that in the past you know hey if they want to think it's ET let them think it's ET it works for us but then how do you find out what's behind it if you just allow the opinions to flourish fester or whatever well, when I say that, it's coming from an assumption, you know, the theory that uh, they already know what it is, and um, generally they're just using uh, uh, public opinion or public mythology to kind of let it be a cover or a sleight of hand so that, you know, people don't really um, take a closer look at what it really might be. But if 
jumping on that other uh, path where, you know, that they don't know what it is either. I would say that, you know, they're always looking into stuff secretly. You know, again, it goes back to, you know, hey, let people think what they want to think. But certainly in some cases, I think there's probably been um, stuff injected into the scenario, you know, intentionally. Well, in the old days of the PowerCast forums, I don't think we do it now. But Chris O'Brien's predecessor and I would occasionally just think to ourselves, who is the intelligence operative who's a member and participant in the PowerCast forums? Mm-hmm. Now, I know both of you, and more so with Walter, have participated in the forums, but we've never made that assumption with either of you. But that kind of is humorous. It wasn't meant to be serious. But it does go to the paranoia that inflicts mm-hmm. this entire field. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I think the people that are paranoid they're doing too much thinking and they're paying attention to the wrong things. If you trust your internal compass enough, you should be able to navigate this stuff without being worried that somebody's leading you astray or, you know, the, the weirder and, and, and more unsubstantiated something sounds, you know, the less attention you should probably pay to it. And looking for the answer, this is like the disclosure thing. You look for the answer from the people you completely distrust that, that that's a very big cognitive dissonance for me. Right. We go out there and say, anytime the government tells us something, we don't believe it. Oh, they've got this new deal with Iran. It's obviously some trick by the president of the United States to betray our country. Whatever, you know, come out with a lot of nonsense. One way or the other, you come to your own conclusions. But the point is here is that the image is being presented here that the government isn't competent. You can't trust them. Nothing they say is accurate. It's all spin whether it's just figures about unemployment or about inflation, none of it equates to the real world. These are the enemies, except we still continue to vote in the people who represent us locally. Regardless of that, now we want disclosure in the UFO field. We want President Obama or the government leader in whatever country you name to come up and say on worldwide TV, We know the truth. We've been hiding it from you for whatever reason, but we're being visited by E.T. Who'd believe them anyway? I don't know if anybody would believe them. People that already believe that's going on would believe them immediately because it it confirms their biases and their prejudices and all that. The funny thing is here is there's there's a disconnect here. If people, you know, if the government's telling you about normal things like unemployment and all that, well, whatever. I mean, you, you can check that out for yourself. But if they're telling you about something paranormal, about UFOs, how the hell are you going to go check that out for yourself? There, there isn't really any way to do it. And I, I keep going back to the John Keel quote that the, uh, the uh, UFO researchers aren't telling the U.S. government what they know about UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, Greg, I think the, uh, the answer to that question is how are you going to know goes back to what you were saying before, which I've also been an advocate of, and that's uh, go private. Don't talk about what you're finding, what you're doing. Go out there and do the research, the investigation privately, and you may be surprised what emerges from the woodwork. You know, because I, I think the the phenomenon itself, um, there's an intelligence involved, and quite frankly, it knows when you're trying to you know be a media star, and it's it's a trickster. You know, it's it's going to play that that game with you, where if you're out there saying, "Hey, I'm the guy who knows. Look at my book. Look at my show. Look at this." Um, it's going to disappear on you. Real I think quick. it's coming from the person. I don't think it's coming from the the, the phenomenon. 
If your ego uh, gets in the way, it messes everything up. It messes well, yeah. everything up in remote viewing or anything where you're right. trying to get some kind of pure signal and your ego says, well, this is the thing. And then suddenly that signal has gone through about 100 more filters by the time it gets to your consciousness and out your mouth and all that. But it's it, both. I mean, the phenomenon is not a product, can't be entirely a product of, you know, the individual psyche. You know, there's just been too many things that have occurred that, you know, there's multiple witnesses of. Oh, I wasn't so, saying that. I, I'm, I'm sure that oh, it varies. Oh, okay. There's a sliding scale. I mean, sometimes there's more signal, whatever that might be. And yeah. I think a lot of the time it's it's noise, or not noise, but stuff right. that's coming from our own minds. I think that's a very important part of all this. That well, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. You know, and and you know, call it what you want, but um, essentially what I'm saying, you know, whatever for whatever the reason, the point is, you go public for whatever reason. Suddenly, uh, you're not going to get as many results. You're not going to find as much. It, it's going to withdraw for whatever the reason. It's going to withdraw. Whereas if you stay private. You know, for a certain point, it's going to interact. It's going to emerge more. And I know, I understand a lot of people have problem with that because they, you know, there's a view that everything should be shared at all times. Well, you know, I, I disagree with that. Um, you know, and, and Greg's already covered that. Um, yeah, so, I used to agree with it. Now I don't with regards to the UF three UFO study. So, <clears throat> well, yeah, there's also the, the, you know. Let me chime in here real quick, guys, and uh, you know, welcome to the show. It's great to have you guys here. Um, I really have a sense that you guys are really um, you're zeroing in on. I think, as Greg, both of you have rightfully pointed out, is a very uh, kind of a hidden but very crucial element, and that is, it's almost like the observer effect. Uh, or some sort of cultural uncertainty principle. The more, the more you open your mouth, the less, uh, the less accurate things tend to be, become. And and it's hard to, uh, you know, like in quantum physics, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, uh, you know, find out find find the mass of something, uh, a particle, or you're trying to find the velocity. The more you you zero in on one of those, the, the less uh, uh, defined the other. Uh, element becomes. So it, that sounds like the UFO field in general, folks. Exactly. Let's, Let's get to more of this in a moment with Walter Bosley, Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien. You're in Bearcast. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. More and more people are discovering the incredible benefits of alkalizing the body. And there's no better product for it than AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds, just a few drops in water will rid your body of harmful waste and give you more vibrance and vigor than you've had in years. Now buy two bottles and get $10 off your order. Call 800-518-7615 or visit alkavision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at alkavision.com. Identity theft is real. So real, it could be making you its next victim right now at the gas pump. 
bank, or store where you shop with your credit card, bad guys with RFID scanners can peer into your wallet or purse from a short distance away. Stealing information from your RFID-enabled credit or debit cards, passports, room keys, and ID cards without you even knowing it. Stop the bad guys now with an RFID-blocking wallet from ID Stronghold. ID Stronghold founded the entire RFID-blocking industry over 10 years ago. Their stylish sleeves, clutch purses, and wallets are shielded throughout. The best you can buy at great pricing, as low as $14.99. Don't wait until your wallet needs replacing. Protect your identity now. Click IDStronghold.com or call 1-800-610-2770. That's 1-800-610-2770. ID Stronghold, the original RFID wallet company. Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights and your hard-earned dollars by a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, you or defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the show is now going downhill from here as if it was ever going uphill. (laughs) That was Greg Bishop, by the way, with that weird voice that came from We Have No Idea. Well, that you lurked within his that's what, soul. That's what channeled. Sorry. That, that's what channeled right up through me. <laughs> what? Channel 7? Channel 11? What? No, the, the channeled strange voice. The, the, yeah, uh, that was the voice of his avatar on Skype. Yeah, here. I must be. Yeah, the Pascagoula head. <laughs> Greg has the Pascagoula monster as his, uh, his spike. I guess his name was Spike, right? He's got three spikes for uh, two spikes for ears and a spike for a nose, no eyes, and a little slit mouth. <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite characters ever from ufology. <laughs> in addition to the um, Kelly Hopkinsville goblins, love them too. 
since we raised it, we're talking about intelligence <laughs> and mind control. Let's just hone in on that. Pascagoula, not a gray, something out of your worst nightmare. What's behind this? Is this the descendant of MK Ultra getting involved with mind control and generating UFO abductions? Greg, since you have the avatar, explain. <laughs> it's your fault, man. You know, for a majority, probably most of UFO, you know, CE3s, occupant reports and all that, I don't know if there are any intelligence uh, connections to them. I'm sure they would use them if they knew about them, um, use the, the imagery. But the thing is that, you know, I think this goes back to what I said about interpretation and, and mixed with whatever is causing that. No, I don't think there's not an external, you know, um, element to this. There's definitely an external element. There's definitely some kind of intelligence or awareness or consciousness behind what we call the UFO thing. But I think that there is an infinite number of ways that we, when before it hits our consciousness, how we interpret it. And the fact that uh, both uh, Calvin uh, Parker and Charles Hickson saw the same thing and apparently um, experienced the same thing, I don't know if that really says that that's really what happened. I mean, if, if we were standing there in the room or standing there off to the side, I don't know if we would have seen the same thing or even experienced any of that. Maybe they were sitting on the shore quivering by, you know, when, when, all, when they said all this was going on. Who knows? But, but something happened to them and that imagery came up. The other thing about it is it's so strange and so off the path from other, you know, nobody else ever reported an entity that looked like that, I don't think. So that I think that speaks to the variety of um, interpretation that people would have or the variety of ways that somebody's mind might filter that experience. And I, you know, I've, I'm getting a little bombastic here and, you know, it sounds like I'm saying it's all in their heads. It's like, no, 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 it's not all in somebody's heads. What I'm saying is it's probably mostly in your head. Well, and, it's almost like the details of the experience are filled in by the witnesses. Yeah, um, exactly. And then they probably talk about it, you know, uh, afterwards, maybe even subconsciously back and forth. Who knows? And the, and the, the, the story, the story that emerges becomes what happened. Not, not, not what happened. What happened, who knows? But their re- recollection of it and how they tell the story of what happened to them, that becomes the experience. Who knows what the experience was? Maybe intelligence, you know, people have known this for you know, many, 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 many years, and, and they use that. I, Walter might be able to speak to that. Well, um, you know, we should note that, you know, with Pascagoula is you've got, what, um, three naval air sta- or two naval air stations and a couple of air force bases in Florida. Um, so, you know, you've got a very much a strong military presence and the particular two branches that are involved in advanced technology. Um, so, you know, you have to consider, okay, what was going on there DOD wise. But, um, you know, Greg brings up a good point about there's what the witnesses um, state and then there's what really happened. Now, you know, back then we didn't have, you know, uh, video cameras and iPhones and things. I I think today we've got the uh, interesting element um, that on the one hand, um, if Pascagoula were to happen today, you know, one of these two guys or both of them would have had, would have captured the visual on an iPhone um, likely. And uh, we would have had a documented record of what the camera saw. And sometimes that can be different from what the eye sees. I've personally experienced that. Well, yes, that but in this case point. here, I wonder, 
if you had a camera there, would you see anything on it other than two people staring at nothing? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the question. Um, well, you know, the other question is with all this technology now that's uh, you, you know just permeating the culture. Why aren't we seeing more quality uh, images and uh, clips? I mean, this is something that uh, some of our healthy skeptics on the forums have been pointing out now for for several years with with the advent of all these cell phones, uh, you know, 16, even uh, 32 bit uh, megapixels. uh, We should have some really good visual evidence by now. And it doesn't seem like uh, we're seeing that. Uh, Why do you think this is? I think that there may be um, there may be something that the object does or can do to uh, camouflage its uh, electronic signature visually. I, th- there, there just may very well be something like that to where, it, you know, the, the people are looking at this thing as it actually is and they're capturing it on video, but then when they go to the video, there's detail missing. Um, it, it just didn't seem to capture what the eye saw. And, um, you know, I, I think there's possibly an element there. Well, the other other possibility is that what we're seeing is not what is being captured by a camera because what we're seeing is not the physical um, optical representation of what it is. So the camera will capture one thing, and our experience, our vision, our oh yeah, yeah, exactly. consciousness all combined to create something that is not. The same as what a camera. Yeah, that, that that actually that's very good. That's the flip side of what I said. I said, you know, there's something that it's camouflaging itself so the camera doesn't capture it. But yeah, what you're saying, I, I agree with that. It could be that the camera captures what's really there, and the camouflage is what's being sent to our uh, uh, perception, to our eyes. Right. Well, I, I don't recall. I a think single- we're both capturing the same thing by our consciousness and the camera. I think they're both quote unquote real. They're just different ways of looking at it. Yeah, but I haven't heard of a single case where someone has claimed that they've filmed something that they've seen and experienced, and yet the image doesn't come out on 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 the camera. Uh, I, I I can't maybe a, a handful of uh, stories where people said, "Well, I took a picture of it, and nothing came out." But but you would think that if that was the case, and then we'd have many more claims yeah, but- of experiences that that uh, aren't backed up with the visual evidence. But the problem there is. The minute somebody comes out and says, hey, man, I and this other guy are standing there at 11.30 one night in November looking at this thing very distinctly. It was amazing. And I got video of it, but it does not look like what we saw. Guess what's going to be said? All the True. all the rabid skeptics are going to come out and say, oh, you're a liar. Oh, you're ma- you're going to be so attacked and you're yeah. going to be no, – there's going to be 27 people. And so that's why you're not – hearing about that. That's why if I were to have encountered something like that personally, um, I would not talk about it publicly. You know, Why, why answer know. skeptics in the first place? It's just, it, I think that's a losing well, battle. No, the problem is it's not that you're answering skeptics, it's that you're out there in the forums like this one sharing this, and they just come out of, you know, they come out at you. It's not that you even want to deal with them. You can't <laughs> yeah, help it. Right. They're there. You're yeah. in the water, and there's the sharks. You know. Well, there's one more thing. Did you ever notice that when the closer something is to the camera, the less anybody gets a picture of it? The further it is away, the better the pictures are. What is the reason for that? A skeptical person says because they're hoaxes, and um, that's the way we, we, they can hide things. I, yeah, I don't know about that. 
electronic camouflage. I, I think there's something about some of these objects where um, uh, it's either by design or by default because of the technology that it's messing with the with the, uh, the it's messing with the camera, the workings of the camera. Well, I, I can attest to that. I mean, I I thought we had up up in Jerome. Uh, people call it one of the most haunted towns in America here in Arizona. Yeah. And I was walking down a hallway, and at the end of the hallway was a three D, a brand new three D camera. Let's continue that discussion in our next segment with Gene and Chris and Greg Bishop and Walter Bosley. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before market, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. 
Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Oh, he's good, like a straight announcer, Walter <laughs> Bosley. How about that? And Greg Bishop with Gene and Chris. Well, camera, I have a, you were approaching? a perfect example of, of camera oddities in terms of the, the actual mechanism of, of recording. I mean, I'm walking down a the hallway. There's a big mirror right behind the camera. The camera's at the end of the hallway pointed at me as I'm walking toward it. I see in the mirror behind the camera a shadow person, a, a, a silhouette of somebody leaning out like they were looking out the door at whoever just had walked by, and it was about eight feet behind me. Uh, I, I realized that I couldn't see any features, that I should have been able to see detail. It looked like a, about a six-foot uh, male silhouette. But I should have, because of the lighting in the hallway, I should have been able to see facial details, clothing details. And I realized but almost instantly that it was some sort of shadow person or, or a ghost, for lack of a better uh, definition. I immediately turned around and took the two steps behind me to look and see if there was a doorway there. And there wasn't. It was definitely something high strange. Uh, I saw it clearly. The camera was recording. I instantly ran around the corner into the room where, where the director was. I said, oh, we just got the world's first footage, uh, 3D footage of a ghost. Uh, you come out here and turn the camera off. He went out there, hit stop, and instead of the message that says, would you like to save this clip or initialize this clip, that message never came up. We never could initialize that particular clip. He wouldn't use the camera for several weeks trying to get in there and, and retrieve that particular uh, seven-minute clip. Uh, part, of, part of the interview that he'd done just before setting the camera up in the hallway was also on that clip. And I thought for sure that we had just landed the mother load, the first 3D footage of a ghost. And I was beside myself. Well, I was so excited about that. And then to have the camera not be... <laughs> not offer the option to initialize and save the clip. It, it was just very, very frustrating. And um, that absolutely is an illustration of what Walter was talking about, that there, and, and Greg, I, I think, uh, would agree with us, that there's there's some sort of weird uh, element that's at work here. It's almost like uh, whatever it is, uh, if it doesn't want to be documented, photographed, filmed, videotaped, um, something will happen to 
to make that so. Uh, I don't know how many times. Uh, in fact, just two weeks ago, I was out. Uh, all my batteries had been drained. Uh, a helicopter had flown over us. We had uh, some sighting and unusual lights at the Bradshaw Ranch. The batteries in my my phone, the battery in my camera, and the two batteries for my, my night vision binoculars, which I had, I had charged them all, they were all dead. Now, the other people that were with me, their batteries were fine. Uh, so it, it's just it's bizarre the way uh, sometimes these things uh, play out. There seems to be uh, an interaction with technology. Uh, there seems to be some sort of control exerted at, at crucial moments. Yep. And uh, it's very frustrating. I'm telling you, I was really bummed that we didn't – We a $22,000 camera, it's never had any problems since. It didn't have any problems. The one shoot that we used it before, this particular shoot, it's really frustrating. <laughs> what do you think causes that? Any idea? You know, I don't. I, it's just it's some. It's it's almost a temporal effect. It's almost like it's almost like time. You know, during these experiences, time either con- contracts or dilates, and it's almost like there's you're almost beside the reality of the experience is almost like removed from the standard reality and put next to it or something. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard uh, for me to describe it. Factor. it. But, but I think that there's, there's almost a parallel, a, a, a parallel moment that happens. Um, I've noticed this uh, during sighting events, uh, that the air seems different. Um, you don't hear uh, crickets, uh, for instance. I've had sightings at night with lots of crickets, even cicadas. And then during the sighting event, you never notice that they go away, but then all of a sudden you realize it's silent. And it's almost like you're not in the same place at that moment, that you're, you're standing next to yourself or something. I don't know how to describe it. Hmm. And it, it the, also, the thing about the batteries being drained, you know, that sounds like the batteries were suddenly sent through like, you know, uh, 20 hours of doing nothing or being, uh, being used or something. And they took a little time trip and they just became drained that way. I don't know. That, well, we had a helicopter fly fairly low over us as well. Uh, so it may or have been something there. But you would think that the other people's batteries would be drained as well if that was the case. If it was some sort of – I think it was just a coincidence that a military-style helicopter happened to fly over us about 500 feet. You know, who knows? Uh, it's not the first time. I mean, we flew over the Bradshaw Ranch in a helicopter with the History Channel for the show UFO Hunters. And both cameramen's uh, onboard batteries on their cameras and the spare batteries they had were, were all uh, drained. And this was within – I don't know, probably two or three, maybe 300 yards, 400 yards from where my event happened uh, with the batteries being drained. I was in the same, uh, basically the same location. Ah, there's a place we can go back with some batteries, get a bunch of skeptical people with batteries, and you and some other people, and see whose batteries get drained. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the first time I've been there many times. That's the first time that's happened to me. So, you know, it would be, you know, like playing the lottery, I guess. It's almost like there's something that's it's again. It, I hate to overuse the T word, but there is a tricksterish element at, at work and play in many of these events, and I think that that there's an element that has uh, some sort of you know ability or, or recourse to uh, impact or affect uh, technology, and that. Uh, it's almost at a whim, you know. Sometimes you get lucky, you get footage. I have great footage that I've gotten over the years, uh, good photographs. But then there are other times when you are convinced, like the you know the Jerome uh, event that I described. There, sometimes when you really are convinced that uh, it's almost like my excitement almost could have been somehow involved in uh, 
in screwing up the the camera because I, I mean it was at 10 30 at night when i went around the corner i was leaping in the air fist pumping without saying a word <laughs> because i didn't want to wake up of the guests in the hotel uh, this happened at the connor hotel and and you know who knows maybe it's some sort of psychic uh feedback loop that the experiencer has that somehow impacts maybe it's the excitement of of the event that that inadvertently has some sort of uh, adverse effect on, on technology or, or mechanistic uh, processes. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just laughing because I just had an idea and people are going to be really mad about it. So I'm going to say it. The fact that if something did show up on a camera somewhere to prove something would mean you would have not as much of a mystery anymore. <laughs> so maybe yeah. it's, it self-negates that way, you know, just to keep the mystery there in some yeah, way. There you, well, I was going to say that the source of whatever the – you do the source you know it wants to be observed only on its own terms that's why sometimes rarely it will allow itself to be captured in that way but for the most part it just wants to show itself to you at that particular given moment um and and because it, as Greg says, it's still may, maybe it's the gatekeeper of mystery. Maybe it wants to keep a little bit of mystery in this uh, reality, you know, this plane, this world. Oh, and no, that's I was why it does that. Uh, no, I know. The person and not the phenomenon wants to keep the mystery. Maybe it's ah, an agreement yeah. with the person as well, because the person yeah. maybe oh, man. doesn't doesn't want the mystery to go away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so what I was mechanism. trying to say. Oh, uh, it's, man. It's, a, it's an idea. I'm not saying that's what I think it is. Hey, anything's possible with this stuff. You know, you gotta yeah, exactly. have to consider consider all options. But uh, I I do. I think. Um, uh, that it's it, it goes back to conversations Greg and I had a few years ago when I was experiencing stuff constantly um, when I was researching the Empire of the Wheel books, you know, and I'd tell Greg excitedly these the, the latest you know episode of High Strangeness, you know, and, and he would look at me as he does and <laughs> very calmly, uh-huh, <laughs> and and he would say, well, you know, he would comment that it sounded like it was a very personal experience, and and at first, and I've told Greg this, we've talked about this. At first, I thought that was a polite way of saying, oh, it's all in your head, you're not experiencing it, and then I realized what he was saying, oh, and I realized, oh, wait a minute, it is personal. It's something that is revealing itself to me. Uh, not because I'm special, but because I just happen to be out there looking. You're I've always attention. argued that, yeah, I've always argued that anything I've experienced in the course of my investigations in the last seven or eight years is something that anybody could experience if they looked closely enough or, or hard enough. Um, and and so I realized, oh wow, okay, so there is this personal nature of this, and that led even more so to my philosophy that. Uh, Keep it to yourself, and you're going to see more. You're going to get closer. You're going to experience more. Be willing to not want to, you know, be the guy or, uh, you know, to be a star or, you know, be willing to, to or try to resist writing about all of it or talking about all of it. I mean, there's stuff. There's no way in hell I'm going <laughs> to talk about it publicly. In our next segment, Walter, I want to ask you about one experience you can talk about. Give us an example what's been going on with you but first we've got gene and chris greg and walter you're in (laughs) (laughs) the podcast (laughs) 
independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Did you know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps Helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. That will go unedited, folks. <laughs> On the Paracast, you know, people wonder, do we edit this show a little bit of a shave and haircut? That's about it. By the way, we've got a second radio show for you to listen to. It's called After the Paracast. Once again, it's After the Paracast. It can be interviews. It could be post-game chatter, color commentary. We don't know. But you'll find out every week. You have to be a member of the Paracast Plus to get After the Paracast. We also offer a free copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters, the ebook version. He's not going to do that forever, folks. So sign up now for one year or five years at plus.thepowercast.com. Go to plus.thepowercast.com to learn more. Walter Bosley and Greg Bishop are with us this week. And I asked Walter to tell us uh, maybe one or two of his high strangeness experiences. We can get a sense of what's going on. Well, We have someone ready to shut you down. We've got the seven-second delay. So okay. if you say anything that violates your intelligence directive, it will be shut down. Don't believe that. Gotcha. Are you afraid of no ghosts? Yeah. There's one that I, I talk about in uh, the books when I was uh, initially investigating the first Empire of the Wheel book, doing that research. This was before I even heard of the 
the woman I talk about in the book, Cora Stanton, who I'm now convinced was the, at a place. This was early on. Um, I had already stumbled upon the presence of Hecate in her St. Catherine form. And um, I'm not going to go into the long background as to why I did this. There, there's a whole history leading up to why one day I was investigating a particular site over here in Riverside, California, on behalf of the author, Sesh Hari, who does some of my um, telluric current ley line geomorphology. He'll identify places. And I was checking out a site that he had asked me to look at. And I was in the Rose Garden, just sitting there on a bench. And, you know, I said, uh, okay, uh, St. Catherine, um, show me something. Well, I sat there kind of chuckling to myself and was like, okay, you know, who, who the hell knows if she's even listening. And on the drive home, this is where the experience started. On the drive home, instead of just taking straight to the uh, freeway, getting on the uh, 91 uh, to come home, I decided uh, as I got to the intersection of Victoria to, uh, gee, I'll turn right and I'll take the scenic route. And then I'm driving down a few blocks and I look to my right and there's this hill Suddenly, the urge in my, pops into my head, ah, you know, I think I'll go take a look at that hill, you know, this residential, little residential area. And I drove over there, and, and uh, I found this quarry, the old quarry that I talk about in the books. And it was the first day I ever went there. So I got out of the car, and I looked at this thing. It dates back to the 1880s, I think. And it's very Lovecraftian, and it's uh, Greg has been there. It's very very eerie and Lovecraftian in its, in its uh, feel. You know, I stayed there for about 10, 15 minutes looking around at the thing. I think I'm, I, in fact, I did take uh, some pictures of it. And then I got in the car and I proceeded to go home. Well, between there and home is only about a 15 minute drive. And in that drive, I felt all the energy from my body just draining. And I thought, oh, wow, I'm coming down with a cold or something, right? But I just felt completely drained. And I got home and I was just exhausted for no really apparent reason. By uh, 10 or 11 that evening, uh, my exhaustion had developed into just body aches. And very specifically, my neck and shoulder kind of froze up in intense pain. And I was suffering. I, I mean, I couldn't, I had no range motion. I couldn't, you know, just turn my head normally. I had to turn my whole body if I wanted to, you know, look uh, to the right. And I suffered this for about two or three days. And the, uh, th then suddenly I got the urge to go take a walk up Mount Rubidoux because of something I had read in the Weird California book that Greg is one of the co-authors of. And I had no business driving. I mean, the, the condition I was in with no range motion, I mean, I had to completely turn my body to even see if someone was in the right lane. I shouldn't have been driving. But I drove over to Riverside and I took, it's a very easy, very pedestrian walking path. And I'm in pain. And I walk up this path to this thing called the Peace Tower, a round granite tower. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at this thing. I've never been up there. I'm walking around it, and I decide, you know, I'll take a look in this, this little window, this slot window. It's very medieval looking up on Mount Rubdo. And um, it was after I had gone up to this tower and I touched the, the outer wall of the tower and was looking around, suddenly I realized – the pain was gone, completely gone. I, I'm, you know, I had full range motion, and this was just suddenly. So I'm thinking, now wait a minute, what just happened? I, I said, 
you know, a few days ago, I said, hey, Catherine, show me something. And then on the very way home from that, I suddenly get the urge to go take a look at this hill. And I find this weird, strange quarry from which I drive away totally drained of energy and in pain, left in pain, debilitating pain and stiffness. Because of something I read, I get the urge to go walk up this mountain and uh, I find this tower and suddenly I'm healed. I mean, you know, what? what's going on here? And then subsequent research led to evidence of the suggestion that there is some telluric current energy connection because Rubido connects in in a Fibonacci spiral, the ridge of Mount, this Mount Rubido, it's actually technically a hill, possibly forces the flow of the energy, the telluric current, down to, it's on a map, I've charted on a map, down to this quarry. So the theory would be, wow, I, I was at the negative end of this line at the quarry, and that's what debilitated me. And then I was led to the positive end, which you know, is where the energy is, is literally that, positive, and that healed or cured what I got at the other end. And this whole experience was the result of me kind of being a smartass and saying, okay, hey there, entity, show me something. Careful what you uh, wish for. Yeah, exactly. And well, what, you know, what element do you think your psychosomatic, uh, you know, subconscious process may have had something to do with this? Or do you fully feel that this was something – that was manifest and then demanifested uh, in the physical realm outside of your involvement. Based on the totality of the circumstances of the uh, eight years of research, investigate, and experience with all this stuff relative to uh, Hecate, the Hecate energy, whatever the Hecate thing is that's going on, um, I, I think it's it's. I'm convinced it's more than psychosomatic but here's the point of it is no one not you guys no one else it can possibly be convinced that it's not psychosomatic until and unless you experience it yourself right and that's what i'm an advocate of there's no way i can prove it you've got to experience it yourself and i think unfortunately for a lot of ufo witnesses and witnesses of other phenomenon that's the nature of of this stuff and what these if we're talking about an intelligence that's what they're doing in these experiences is they're making it such that there is no way you're going to absolutely be able to prove the experience. The individual must experience it for themselves. Wow. So I don't know. And I hate when that happens. <laughs> I, really I love to. when it happens because well, it means it, that something's it's just, happening. Yeah, but it's, it's the kind of thing that it's like that camera experience that I had. I mean, the experience itself was exhilarating. I mean, I, I was, as the shadow leaned out from the wall behind me, I was kind of mugging for the camera <laughs> at that particular moment. And if that clip had been initialized, it would have been, you know, it would have been one of those classic, uh, you know, <laughs> Patterson-Gimlin, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a style, you know, historical pieces of footage. Because it would have been, to my knowledge, the first 3D footage of a some sort of specterish type uh, apparition, and and of course, me mugging at the camera at that particular instant would have would have just given it that extra little cherry on top. And uh, 
But, you know, all these things, I think there is, and Greg, Greg and I have uh, talked about this many times. We've discussed this on the show uh, uh, quite a number of times. There is an interactive, reflective quality to many, if not most, of these experiences. Let's go back to the reflective factor. More to come with Gene, Chris, Walter, and Greg. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to Mr. UFO at webtv.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Identity theft is real. So real, it could be making you its next victim right now. At the gas pump, bank, or store where you shop with your credit card, bad guys with RFID scanners can peer into your wallet or purse from a short distance away. Stealing information from your RFID-enabled credit or debit cards, passports, room keys, and ID cards without you even knowing it. Stop the bad guys now with an RFID-blocking wallet from ID Stronghold. ID Stronghold founded the entire RFID blocking industry over 10 years ago. Their stylish sleeves, clutch purses, and wallets are shielded throughout. The best you can buy at great pricing, as low as $14.99. Don't wait until your wallet needs replacing. Protect your identity now. Click IDStronghold.com or call 1-800-610-2770. That's 1-800-610-2770. ID Stronghold, the original RFID wallet company. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big-name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line... You 
you're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. This is one of those things where each member of our little cast of characters has to decide whether to say the Paracast, Paracast, or leave it silent. Walter Bosley, Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien. Chris, you were talking about the reflective factor of UFOs. This is something that John Keel was talking about way back when. Go on, please. Well, it's not only UFOs. I think it's anything that smacks of, um, you know, some sort of supernatural, um, you know, quasi magical, if you will, for lack of a better term. I mean, that encompasses a lot of a lot of different phenomena. It's not only UFOs. In fact, I think uh, Greg's point about proximity um, is, uh, I think, a very, very important insight. It seems the closer to you that the event is, uh, whatever it is, whether it's a UFO, a ghost, um, some sort of uh, uh, aberration, uh, the closer to you it is, it's, I think uh, Greg's point is it's harder to document that. And I think that, that's, that, that could be a real... I think that's an, a really important insight, Greg. I, I really think you're on to something there. Um, and that's that really kind of made me sit up and go, hmm. <laughs> that kind of, I heard a big gong go off when you said that. And uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And looking at field investigative work uh, with that in mind, that can change in a way. Uh, it, can, it can, let's put it this way, it can inspire an investigator to come up with, with different types of arrays, let's say, or different types of methodology in documenting uh, events. You should have maybe a, 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 a particular uh, set of protocols for close proximity uh, events and then have a different set of protocols and, and even gear, what have you, uh, for further away, events that happen further away from you. And, and that, that really is, is, is putting my wheels in motion here, thinking of, of some ways to surmount that. Because I think, Greg, that's, that's one of those blind spots that we may have been uh, unaware of uh, in terms of being out in the field, that there may be uh, a different approach that's required to fully document and and at least come up with some real tangible evidence of close proximity events. And I, that's you really got me thinking there. That's very, very insightful. I, I think I probably stole it from Volet or somebody because they said the closer you are to something, it seems like it has more effect on the witness. The trick with the thing that you want to do is having something happen to somebody that's completely unpredictable. Unless you're in, I guess, some sort of a window area, then you have to have you know, a rapid response team and get all the stuff out there. Who knows? The other thing that I thought of when you were saying that is the questions that are asked of witnesses – ought to be a lot more wide-ranging, different, counterintuitive, even stupid or silly-sounding, I think. Because every time somebody witnesses something strange, it, to me, it's like, it's like taking a, a, a bucket of paint and throwing it at the wall. 
and it's they're all going to be buckets of paint thrown at the wall, but they're all going to you know turn into these different splashes and curlicues and uh, curlicues and um, backsplashes and 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 droplets and everything. These are all going to be slightly different or maybe a lot different for different witnesses. So I think there's a, there's got to be some questions asked of witnesses going forward. Um, you know, dumb ones. What happened to you two weeks before? What happened to you two weeks after? After? How did your life change? Did your relationships change? Did you? Did your life become more difficult, easier? Any of these things? A lot of subjective things because yes. objectivity hasn't worked real well so far. <laughs> it's got us a lot of data and a lot of um, maybe some patterns, uh, but yeah. the subjective, I think, is what's going on with these with, with witnesses. Exactly. It's very subjective. So yeah, and those I, are all questions that I've been asking my witnesses for years. Well, good. Uh, and, you have it in a database. <laughs> Start combing that and, and massaging it. I, I, you, you've hit you've hit a nail on the head there. Uh, and just because something's subjective, I think it should be pointed out. Can never be pointed out too much. Doesn't mean it's necessarily that it's not real. Um, yeah. Too many times, it's well, it's subjective. Therefore, it's not real. Um, okay, I know there's people who live in that. You know, that it's got to be material. I've got to, you know, okay, whatever. Um, you know, I there's whatever. But um, the subjective part, particularly what happened after the experience, um, I have found to be uh, to be really interesting. Um, you know, I've talked with Chris before about uh, uh, Crow and Raven. And, and uh, you know, I've had experiences where... They were around a lot um, as other things, weird things were happening. I had an experience um, in 2012 with an owl. Now, we get them occasionally, but I'll put it to you this way. I have not laid eyes on an owl here since this experience, and I can't tell you when it had been you know, up to the experience. But one night, um, you know, around midnight-ish, Maybe a little before, maybe a little after. I can't remember. I'll have to look at the video because I have it on video. In fact, I'll show it to you guys later. Um, uh, I heard this. What you know? What I thought was this hellacious, this horrifying scream of a woman, right? And we know owls can do. You know, that make these these terrifying sounds. And these screech you know, owls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And within moments of hearing this, I thought, oh. There must be an owl outside, right? Because, you know, so I go running outside and sure enough, perched at the top of the tree in my front yard was the biggest owl, you know, one of the biggest I'd ever seen. And it sat there, you know, way at the top. And it was like it was waiting for me to run back in and get my camera. It stayed right there. I ran in, got my camera, came out, started the camera up, got a, f a few seconds of footage and it stayed right there. And then it spread its wings slowly out. And then took off and flew away to the east. And I captured all this on video. Well, I believe it was within a few days that an uncle of mine died. That's a common you know, interpretation, a Native American interpretation about an owl sighting. Yeah, I'm convinced that there's some, but that's just me. I'm convinced that it was a portent of some kind that, you know, this. this you should definitely mine. mention this to Mike Cleland. He's in the uh, final stages of finishing up a book about synchronicity and owl sightings. I think I think I did, and I think I even sent him the photos from the video. But I'll nice. definitely contact him again, and and uh, you know remind him or let him know if I didn't. But it was it was something that uh, again 
I can at least show you the photos and the video of the owl because I did capture that. And of course, the skeptic is going to say, "Well, that's just totally a subjective interpretation and a coincidence that your uncle died." Of course, yeah, of course, you know, absolutely. That's all it ever is, right? <laughs> Which is. Let why me ask you a fast question here. When we talk about owls, isn't that also supposed to be part of the alleged screen memory that involves a UFO abduction? You see the owls, and you see the eyes. And supposedly, if uh-huh. you are allowed to remember what really, in quotes, happened to you, uh-huh. what happened was truly that you were taken aboard this spacecraft, and they uh-huh. poked things in you, and they checked your DNA, or they took samples of semen or whatever, and they were ready to create a hybrid race. I'm just getting very far to this, but I'm just using <laughs> the owl yeah. symbology as being well, indicative of that as well. I'm going to ask the question now, but we'll have it answered in our next segment. How about that? Okay. Our guests this week include Walter Bosley, former agent, so therefore he knows what the government is up to, and Greg Bishop, who is looking at the excluded middle, and Gene and Chris, who are looking at it all, you're in the podcast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. It's time to build your own emergency food stockpile with the industry leader, My Patriot Supply. Once you try them, you'll know why so many Americans like you have made them part of their emergency preparedness plan. Experience the My Patriot Supply difference today with this unbelievable offer. Right now, a four-week food supply is only $99, and that includes free shipping. That's 50% off the online price. Call 800-274-3070 to claim yours. Limit two per caller while supplies last. This offer isn't available online, so you want to make sure and grab this opportunity to get prepared today. 800-274-3070 to get your four-week food supply for the incredible price of only $99, and it'll be shipped to you completely free. Call 800-274-3070 right now. That's 800-274-3070 to claim yours while supplies last. Don't wait. Call today. Identity theft is real. So real, it could be making you its next victim right now at the gas pump. 
bank, or store where you shop with your credit card, bad guys with RFID scanners can peer into your wallet or purse from a short distance away. Stealing information from your RFID-enabled credit or debit cards, passports, room keys, and ID cards without you even knowing it. Stop the bad guys now with an RFID-blocking wallet from ID Stronghold. ID Stronghold founded the entire RFID-blocking industry over 10 years ago. Their stylish sleeves, clutch purses, and wallets are shielded throughout. The best you can buy at great pricing, as low as $14.99. Don't wait until your wallet needs replacing. Protect your identity now. Click IDStronghold.com or call 1-800-610-2770. That's 1-800-610-2770. ID Stronghold, the original RFID wallet company. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Okay, I guess we can call that the Parrot Cast. We're talking about owls now getting parrots. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay, so I was talking about here. The image of the owl being connected with UFO abductions. Who wants to take that? I would like to comment uh, uh, on that first. A moment ago, a few moments ago, I, you know, you had asked me if I thought it was, you know, psychosomatic or, or if they're, you know, when I was talking about the St. Catherine Hecate thing with the, uh, with the tower and with the quarry, and sure. I said that over the course of uh, seven or eight years, the totality of the circumstances and what I've experienced lead me to think it was a real experience with Hecate. This owl thing goes back to that because uh, it so happens that owls are directly connected to Hecate, as Hecate is connected to the Athena, the goddess Athena image, whose familiar is an owl. And so here again, we have whatever this Hecate thing is going on. And remember, Hecate is also the goddess of the uh, gateway to the underworld. She right, has and Persephone. And, um... So here we have an owl coming to me, telling me something, and within you know, a few days – someone in the family dies. So even though I recognize, you know, exactly what, you know, Gene was saying with the whole UFO thing that it's a screen. Yes, exactly. It's it's a symbol, it's a screen for something weird going on, um, most definitely. Well there's two yeah. things with the the subjective thing. One is I think wh- while we were talking about all this I think a lot of answers, maybe not definite ones, are hiding in the subjectivity. And the other thing is 
things can be subjective. Answers, clues, and all that can be subjective. The trick is to bring them back and communicate that to other people in a way that makes them listen instead of them just saying that was subjective. Because you can find things out that are very personal to you and the way you found them out are very personal. But if you're lucky, you can find other people that have found that out or some sort of information from somewhere else, which has become a lot easier, to back up what your subjective um, impression is. And if you can do that, I, I think that pushes things forward a little bit. Sure, if you need to, if you even need to. Um, I, I think there, right. there's a point where one crosses a Rubicon or, or crosses a line where you no longer need to know that the experience is common. You no longer need to convince anybody of anything. You know, it's the, you're getting what you need out of it personally. And there's a little bit of also, you kind of, you kind of like, you know, what you're getting. You, you, you feel like the experiences are moving you personally along where you need to be. You know, my view is each person you know, if they want to experience these things, if they want to know the truth of the reality of these things, go out there and expose yourself to it. Go out there right. and investigate it yourself. Don't expect other people who are investigating it to convince you in a book <laughs> or a film or whatever. Do your own damn work is what I tell exactly. people. I, I'm not going to do your – I'm not going to convince you. I have no responsibility whatsoever right. to convince anybody else. You know, let them get out there and experience and see if they can still – if they and if they give a true, sincere shot, right? Then I want to see them deny as much as they deny. But yeah, I, I just you, you reach a point. I've reached that point where I it means little to nothing to me to convince others. Well, then it, we're also getting into that realm that I was uh, kind of hinting at uh, before, and that that is the observer effect. And then by coming up with a hypothesis, I mean obviously the scientific method is to uh, you know try to bolster that and and put it in such a way or a formula that others can replicate your results. But when it gets into the whole realm of coming up with a theory and looking for some sort of subjective validation uh, of a theory, of an experience, of a, a possible you know, conditional uh, elements uh, around sightings in general, it's a tightrope walk between objectivity and subjectivity. And so you have to be really careful. There are many investigators out there that have become firmly convinced of a particular answer, and then that has created blinders on them. And they, they, they are, I would say, intellectually dishonest sure. by going around sure. and only collecting data that supports a particular contention or theory or hypothesis or or Linda Howe obviously comes to mind. Stephen Greer. I mean, there's people that, that, that they have blinders on because they are convinced that they're right. And all the other right. data, be damned. I, I'm only going to present the data that supports my conclusion. And that's, well, that's a problem. That's well, pretty widespread in the field too, Chris. I mean, we can name other researchers. I think as much as I respect and like Stanton Friedman, I think yeah. he's locked into a particular groove. And it doesn't matter. He's never going to change that. No. We have a saying in the Air Force, flexibility is the key to air power. I think that applies here. You, you have to allow yourself 
to remain flexible and open as to, you know, when you make your conclusions and if you're even going to draw conclusions. Sometimes, you know, some people say, and, and Chris has probably heard this, you hear people with Native American backgrounds say, I've heard the phrase, I don't get too deep into my own medicine. In other words, they don't try to analyze right. what's happening too much. They just experience and they draw the wisdom or the information that is being communicated or that they're supposed to get, and they just don't get too deep into analyzing it. I have personally found that more happens when you keep it private and you don't try to draw too many conclusions. You know, no. you just kind of say, here I am, show me. This is a good uh, spot, Walter, to bring up a couple of questions that we have in our forums where our listeners and forum posters can go to the question bank and post questions for our guests. This one comes from Robert Burnt State, who's uh, one of our favorite posters. He's just passed the 3,500 mark in posts on the forums. He gets a gold uh, watch next year, but it's going to be the $12.88 watch that I got from Walmart. I'm going to get the gold version of that for him. Well, if we have time, I'm going to go ahead and shoot a question at you. Some might describe your work, Walter, as a conspiracist, but how do you personally see the subject matter in the Empire of the Wheel series, for instance? Would you describe it as a hidden pair of history, something just below the surface of mainstream reality that wants to stay forgotten, but you are bringing it to the surface to be exposed? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a very good uh, description of what I feel with the Empire of the Wheel books. That's pretty good is to you know, what it is I was doing with those. Yeah, there, there is both a very um, nefarious human activity going on in all that connected to some paranormal stuff. And it definitely wants to be, I, I think it's more from, it, it, it's more the human uh, motive that wants to keep it hidden than the, 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 the high strangeness actually is what brought it to the surface to me right. to begin with. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the paranormal, for lack of a better word, uh, aspect that wants it to be exposed. It's the human element that wants to keep it buried. Here's an interesting thing. I've been in, I was interviewed by just about – well, by every paper in um, the San Bernardino Valley except this San Bernardino paper, The Sun. Which, you know, notoriously is – it's a very weak paper. I mean, it, it, it's gotten even weaker over the years. It's, San Bernardino is one of those places that wants to be someplace else. You know, um, <laughs> it wants to be another place. And the, the, the San Bernardino Sun has long been a reflection of that. Yeah, you but, would think they'd uh, be the first paper to contact you. Yeah, even even if they wanted to, you know, trash me, right? Exactly. No, they they ignore it. They ignore the whole thing because it has some stuff that's not very flattering to uh, San Bernardino history. I mean, San Bernardino's got enough problems. First of all, it's San Bernardino, and you know, it's gone bankrupt in the last few years, and and you know, it's it lacks. It's got a leadership problem, which it's always had for decades, and it's just it's a city with issues. And I think you know, it probably ignores what I've written because it doesn't want one more thing, you know, tagged on uh, to it. But, you, uh, you know, all, the, all that stuff to say, you know, there's also, you know, people that are relatives and descendants of some of these people, you know, that I write about. And there might be an element of that where it's like there's no way that they want this stuff brought up. Let's go uh, into more of that and other things 
in our remaining five segments with Walter Bosley, Greg Bishop, with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Paracast. (laughs) Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. Usually, the older one gets, the less you are able to absorb amino acids and the less you are able to repair the 100 trillion cells of your body. As a result, you'll have less energy, your tissues will shrink, and you'll become wrinkled. An older person will typically injure more easily and heal more slowly. Not fun. However, if you can consume a protein powder that is easier to absorb, then you may be able to gain back some strength, muscle, and speed of recovery. One World Whey is a highly digestible whey protein powder that may be the perfect answer for you. My name is Errol. I'm 74 years old. You know, the taste of One World Whey is amazing. I play pickleball, and since taking One World Whey and your trace mineral supplement, I have more energy and recover faster from my working out. I used to take another grass-fed whey protein powder, but now I'm getting much better results using One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Hey, neighbor, what are you doing digging? You had a heart attack last year. Oh, I know. I was told no more hard labor. Then why are you digging? Well, I've been taking ExtendoVite. It's been approved to help my heart. ExtendoVite? Is that a new drug? No, not a drug. It's uh, more like an herbal combination made from garlic and cayenne. Herbal? How can that help? 
Well, actually, we've taken herbs for thousands of years. Extendivite is doing the job for me. Does your doctor know about Extendivite? Yeah, my doctor knows, and he said it seems to be working for you, so don't stop taking it. I feel great taking Extendivite. I don't want to stop. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I told you, listeners, way back when, that we're thinking of having listener participation in our stinger. And we'll set this up in the forums, maybe in the next few weeks, and winners will get free memberships or extensions in the Powercast Plus. How's that? How's that grab you, folks? (laughs) I can't wait. I think it's a great idea. We should definitely do it. (laughs) Have a stinger uh, contest. I love it. (laughs) Well, okay. uh, Since we're on the subject of listener questions, now, Walter, you did mention a very interesting coincidental occurrence that happened when you went to the quarry and then later on you went to the opposite end of this particular uh, telluric current path and you had your physical malady sort of disappear magically. This is another question from Burn State. And what I would suggest is, 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 is there anything else that could possibly fall into this particular subject matter? And he, he wants to know if you have any reason to believe that telluric currents could possibly impact someone's thinking patterns or sensory perceptions, causing an altered experience of reality. Now, you talked about a real experience of reality. How about an altered experience of reality? Sure. I I don't see why not because, you know, we know that we have, what, neuroelectric, I don't know the the phrase for it, you know, in the human body. Um, So, uh, naturally, why not? Why wouldn't, um, even though telluric current is an ELF, extreme low frequency, you know, why not if the the geophysical circumstances are, are right, why wouldn't it affect perceptions or or perhaps maybe if you're you know in a particular spot they could be manipulated by a third party um sure you know absolutely i'd like to note that um what i learned about mount rubido and the telur current there i did not know until uh well after this experience um this is not something that i was aware of the spiral of energy and stuff connected with mount rubido and then i had the experience so this is all kind of back back engineering the the experience then yeah here's what it's like it's like the experience happened to make me look at that or, or to point me in a certain direction. And that's what a lot of these experiences have been for me. I have the experience first, which is very weird and strange. And then when I look deeper, I find something. It's not the other way around where, you know, even I would question if someone said, well, I was doing this research and I found where there was energy and then I had a weird experience. I'd say, oh, okay. You know, I mean, I get where the skeptics are coming from. Um, I do, what I just don't get is the, the religious uh, devotion <laughs> to it. But um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't see why at all that um, telluric current um, couldn't affect our perceptions. Um, absolutely. I think maybe even people are drawn to these things so that their perceptions can be messed with. They're asking for it then? Are you saying that they're asking to have their perceptions messed with? 
Well, when I say messed with, <laughs> I don't always not, well, I, define. I don't necessarily, you know, as in the, the negative sense, but I think there is a natural human desire to touch the extraordinary, to know or experience or, or wonder if there is something beyond that part of the material spectrum that we can all see, feel, hear, and such. I think most people sublimate that if that's a common... Uh, oh, because it scares them. Yeah, I think most people actually uh, go into it's denial, fair. and it's like the cat that covers its eyes when it's being die bombed by a bird, because if I can't see it, it's not there. Yeah, and I, I think a lot, not all, but I think a lot of your so-called skeptic people, what it is is they're afraid. They may not consciously realize that it's fear, but it's a fear of of uh, it, it, several that I know personally, or the people that I know, you know, my closest friends that are that have skeptical outlooks or in some cases you know just flat out attitudes um you know i know them i know their lives and i know them well enough to know what they're afraid of and what they're afraid of is not having a handle there's comedian bill burr and and in his uh routine he jokes about you know how men react to things differently than women do and he's talking about being on a plane when they hit a bunch of turbulence and this guy lets out this scream that you know sounds like a girl scream and he turns to the guy and he says come on man get a hold of yourself be a man Act like you have an answer even when you don't, you know, that kind of thing. And that's what I'm getting to is a lot of these guys, that's what it is. They want to, they got to have a handle and they come from that attitude that act like you have an answer even if you don't because they have this fear of not having the answer. They have this fear of not having the handle on everything. So what they'll do is they'll just tell themselves, oh, this is garbage and that's nonsense and that's BS just because they don't want to deal with it really. When you get down to it, they don't want to deal. Now, in, in some cases, yeah, it, it might be BS. It might be that they simply are you know, truly not convinced. Notice that I said a, a lot or some. I didn't say all are this way. But I, I think fear of um, maybe experiencing something they can't handle, even if it's a subconscious fear of that. Do you uh, find that some of these regular skeptics or professional skeptics are strangely drawn to the subject – even if, uh-huh. as you say, they're fearful uh-huh. that it might be truthful? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. Why do these guys show up so much like in the forums? Why do they listen to this stuff so much? So, I'm talking about the more rabid ones that think it's all a bunch of BS. Why really do they just uh, – are they unable to resist listening and reading and interacting with this stuff. It's, it's because like rubber decking at a fatal car accident. You know, some people are just fascinated with train wrecks and uh well but people's but inability still, to, to to actually use um some sort of powers of discernment, you know. And and some of it, you know, is is just that. But I, I would venture to say that, you know, it's you know what Gene said is that there there's something drawing them because I think somewhere inside it's the phrase you know I want to believe and there's skeptics out there that admit that they want to the the more positive ones they want certain things to be real they really do they want ET to be real they and what it is is they're trying to be reasonable about discerning okay let's separate the wheat from the chaff so I mean I don't I don't paint skeptics with a broad brush but there's a certain portion of them that, that that really can be, and those guys should be disregarded. Well, the ones like Lance Moody, and, and there's several that I think uh, are doing 
providing a valuable service yeah. for the field because they're weeding out some of the people. You know, it's like the emperor's on parade. You need somebody to to run up and say, "Hey, look, you you don't have any clothes on. You know, who's your tailor?" Um, I think they do, in some cases, provide a valuable service. Uh, the outing of Phil and Brogno would would be uh-huh. the obvious example with Lance. Uh, yep. Phil Class uh, was involved in exposing some pretty. Pretty interesting uh, individuals and cases over the years. Absolutely, but, yeah. You know, I think uh, I think the subject is is like a flame, and we're all moths sort of flitting uh-huh. around. And, uh-huh. and some moths uh, are smart enough not to get burnt; others, uh, you know, <laughs> aren't. And uh, unfortunately, we do have a lot of a lack of critical thinking in the field. Uh, there's a lot of people that are only in it to uh, titillate uh, their own. Uh, right. amusement centers in their their psyches and uh, and they try to pull fast ones and you know it, it, it just it's it's such a morass you start adding in angles of uh, prop, uh, possible disinformation uh, psychological mm-hmm. operations and that kind of brings me to uh, to a question here uh, from dissection stalker who's one of our uh, posters at forum.theparacast.com. And I this won't is get where- into the definition of that name dissection stalker Ooh. <laughs> well he likes yeah. to pull things apart and uh and and he's he's a real devil's advocate and he's very convinced that a lot of this stuff is is very human uh generated that uh, there's a lot more manipulation within the culture by uh certain elements shadowy elements within the uh military industrial complex the, the uh, the intelligence communities and whatnot but sure. he's he's asking both you guys if you think it's likely that the so-called UFO waves um, over the years since 47 may have been psychological operations or propaganda messaging uh, that's run onto the public and or Russians that were planned by the military or military industrial complex think tanks. Assuming human causes, can you speculate what any UFO wave may have been about if that's the Uh, case? You know what? Let's just pause for a break here and then answer this question. This is too convoluted and too involved to answer in 40 seconds. But we can try. We can speak very fast. And then we can, of course, (laughs) do it as a chorus so each one gets their own points of view. I do want you to check the Paracast Plus out to learn how to get our other radio show after the Paracast, which is color commentary, after-show chatter, pre-show chatter, etc., etc. It's a fact on last week's episode, we hatched the idea to have Walter Bosley and Greg Bishop to come on this week. So lots of things go on there. To be able to get that show, you have to join the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. It's a nominal monthly, annual, or five-year subscription rate to participate. You also get the ad-free version of the show. One of Chris's books, if you subscribe to a year or more, lots to come. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So a long question opened up by Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'll restate it. Very um, quickly, very shortly, because people have heard it already. Right. Well, in other words, do you think it's likely that some of these UFO waves have been uh, psychological op- ops uh, or propaganda that's been run on the on the American people or possibly by the Russians? And I- assuming this is, is so, why do you think this is happening? What are these UFOs about, these waves? Uh, what's What's the end game on this? Well, that's a question that you know has been answered a lot over the last, I think, more than a few years. There's been books written on this. Yeah, I, I th- of course. But I, I think that it's manipulation included in other sources of it. it it's not just that. I, I would lean more towards less that it's the Russians doing something on us than it is, um, you know, our own. I'm intrigued currently. With the theory, the 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 whole thing connected with the Carol Rosen story about Werner von Braun, and what he said, uh, the plan was, and that we're entering, I believe, the fourth, third, or fourth stage, and that being that um, you know there would be Cold War, and then there would be uh, terrorism, and then there would be nations of concern, and then there would be an asteroid threat, and then finally there would be a trumped-up so-called ET threat. I'm presently very intrigued with that idea, so therefore, at this point in time, my answer would be that the whole UFO wave thing might very well be uh, a lot of it fabricated or whatever's real manipulated to serve that end when they reach the point in the so-called plan where they want to convince everybody the masses or whatever that there is an ET threat and here this will be after decades of the whole UFO experience having been experienced by generations and generations of people around the world so that 
it's the ruse, the plan is more believable when it is finally um, applied. And anyway, that's what I'm presently thinking and intrigued with. That's, I think that's, uh, that's a, a good answer. And that leads me to another question from Dissection Stalker. And he's, he's asking, can you agree that the military industrial complex and the military will go that far? Uh, and, and for what reason is it to help sustain military budgets and create exotic futuristic weapons? What would be the motivation to do this besides some sort of, you know, I don't know, kind of weird sort of vaporous uh, cultural control or something? What, what would well, be the rationale? Uh, 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 the rationale, you have to um, – the idea that this all starts with the military or a military objective or vision um, is erroneous. The people who would do this to us um, as a social body for the social control, you're talking more politicians, people, elitists within you know the financial world, but uh, politicians. Those are the people that you know the, the military. They respond to military objectives. They develop these things for uh, honestly for military objectives. Now I, I'm not naive. I'm I'm not saying that you know there isn't um, some type of uh, uh, manipulation of public perception of military technology. Of course there is. I've talked about it myself in the past. I, I mean, I'm on record saying that the Air Force, uh, why not let people think it's UFOs and little green men or grays or whatever? Because, it, you know, if it, if it camouflages a uh, platform, a secret classified advanced technology platform, you know, so much the better. You know, anything nefarious as far as manipulating, controlling the people, I'm telling you, that's going to come from politicians. Um, that's not going to come from well, or corporations. Know, I, I think politicians military. are just puppets of the corporations. Well, that and that so. goes into what I said about the financial world. You know, right. uh, but but let's not, you know, let's not just uh, blame you know Western capitalist uh, entities for it. Um, you, you know, well, first of all, there's more capitalists now in the the Eastern world too, but it's. That's why, again, you go back to people who want to uh, – uh, what's the word? Social engineering. It's right. the social engineers, the elitists who use social engineering um, that we really got to look at. And uh, they're more than happy, just like the military would be more than happy to let you think that um, advanced technology is from another world. It's the social engineers that are more than happy to let you think that it's some evil general or some evil corporate CEO. It, what it is is a lot of these guys are all in bed with each other. Yeah. You know, um, It's kind of hard for me to imagine a, a Kenneth Lay or somebody, a Lee Iacocca, you know, coming up with these uh, fantastic scenarios of manipulating. Uh, fear-based yeah, belief. <laughs> some of them might go along with it if there's a profit, you know. The, 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 right. The more corrupt. Well, what do you yeah. think, Greg? I mean, you've been you've been sitting here pretty quiet uh, through the last uh, segment or so. I mean, do do you feel that there's uh, a validity to this? And if so, what would you add? If there is some validity to it, for me, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to the. If you want to know how you know uh, we were just discussing, you guys were just discussing how that perception is used amongst you know the powers that be. That has nothing to do with what the what the what the uh, source of the uh, mystery is. And you will not find a person that was more invested in studying how the government uses the UFO phenomenon to uh, to their ends, uh, especially to cover up uh, advanced technology. Yeah, that goes on. I think it still goes on. 
But that is completely separate from the idea of what the what the phenomenon is, how it affects us, and um, how how we're going to understand it. Um, and so, in other, other words, thing- you're making a real demarcation line, a distinction between uh, between the real core of the phenomena and and possibly manipulation of other things surrounding it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other thing is. It would, I think personally, it would take a whole hell of a lot of convincing, not just a government saying, "Oh, UFOs are here." That that's fine, but you know what? Every, every, you know, when when they talk about earthly things, about like we were saying, like unemployment and wars and and uh, what politicians do and who's paying off whom, that's all stuff we know about. We we've seen it, we've experienced it. A precious few people have experienced a UFO sighting comparatively. So as a tool for some kind of propaganda. I don't know how well it would work. I, I could be totally wrong, but you're taking something that most people think is, you know, um, either questionable or, you know, unprovable or whatever, and then using it as a tool of policy. Now, if it affects enough of the population where it can be useful, then I guess it can be useful. But um, a, a, as a widespread way of controlling people, um, manipulating the uh, the perception of the UFO phenomenon, I think, is low on the list. What about just psychological experiments to see how people would react to this? And I bring up abductions as a possible example, where these events are manipulated to determine just why or how people would react if they had some kind of alien contact. Yeah, totally possible and and useful and much sillier and more esoteric things have been done to people in the name of uh, mind control and and uh, espionage and all that. So yeah, I, I I'm completely convinced, uh, almost a hundred percent, that abductions phenomenon and the UFO phenomenon has has been used as a you know has been studied as a tool of psychological warfare and has been used, but not and I don't know how widespread it's been. Um, it, it uh, but you know as a data point for whoever wants to find that out uh you know me, being people in private industry and the government yeah it'd be it'd be very valuable to know those things and like i said i'm sure it's been done to some extent i think the extent to which it's been done um i would agree with greg the small extent to which it's been done is the uh the point at which the ink was injected into the water and the public reaction and this whole uh, thing that the the public has created in its interest is um, is the spreading of that ink. If does does that make sense? Whereas the injection point is the small little point at which manipulation um, uh, did take place. Right, and, and then the it, result then it, is then where it, that be- ink spreads out. Yeah, and then it then it has a life of its own. And if it, if right. the ink is I- injected at the proper point, the uh-huh. desired uh, impact and effect will will then unfold uh, organically. Is yeah, and I'm they just stand back and watch it spread. And right. I think that's that's what has gone on. Well, is- this brings me to another a very interesting question. Let's do that question in our next segment. Okay, okay. We've got Gene and Chris and Walter and Greg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? 
Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, you or defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Gene and Chris, Walter and Greg, answering your questions. Chris? Well, this is a really good one. This comes from Raven's Fee, who uh, has been a, a, a forum poster for uh, over a year and has only asked, uh, only posted 25 messages. And you, you brought Raven's Fee out of the, uh, the closet here with this uh, uh, question. And, and it's addressed to Walter, but I think I'd like to get Greg's take on this as well. But first, you, Walter. She goes, not including you, but many of the current proponents of American conspiracy theories appear, at least to someone from the UK, such as Ravensfee, to be incredibly right wing. In the UK and much of Europe, conspiracy theories are more likely to be associated with the left. Would you agree with this characterization? And what, if anything, do you think this tells us about conspiracy theories and their dissemination? Good question. Yeah, that is. Well, being mostly able to speak, you know, as uh, for the American side, um, you know, that's a very good observation. Most of the real serious conspiracy theorists I know um, are very far to the right. That is interesting. That, that's I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because the human need to have the um, when things aren't going the way people want them to go, there is this this human need to um, have a villain, you know, have a big bad wolf, uh, you know. So they're looking for that. And wow, I, did the question stump me? Uh, maybe I just agree with. <laughs> well, how, how about this? I think in America, the left-wing conspiracy uh, theorists and buffs, if you will, they point to the right wing and say that they're at the at the core of a lot of these conspiracies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. They're, yeah, so, the left wing here says I don't. It's the I right don't totally wing. agree with the characterization of the conspiracy theorists in America being being all you know mostly right wing. There's plenty of left wing conspiracy theorists, but they blame the right wing for the conspiracies. <laughs> Good point. I, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I guess I'd agree with the characterization in general, and it goes back for a long time. I mean, a lot of the interstellar banker stuff from the 1950s and all that, those were kind of right-wing too, I guess, if you really wanted to characterize them. But the first thing I think of when somebody asks like that, uh, a question like that is um, there's an old illustration in one of the subgenius books. There's a um, picture of these like left and right wing people arguing with each other, at least a continuum of them, and way, way, way over on the crazy side of the left wing, wing and way, way, way over, way over on the crazy side of the right wing, they meet, <laughs> <laughs> and they they become the same thing, and that's kind right. of how I look at it. I mean, well, it's, it's like I, Arizona politics; it's so right wing, it's actually left wing and, and you know, <laughs> libertarian, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you have a choice. You can go 359 degrees around a circle. You can just turn around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we have uh, uh, some interesting uh, questions again from Burnt State. He's pointing out uh, Chris Rakowski's uh, UFO survey from 2014. And according to that survey, UFO case reports have been on the rise with a spike in 2012 that saw double the amount of case reports. And I think last year we had uh, uh, quite – in the beginning of this year, we've had quite a surge in, in sightings. So what percentage of cases do you feel are influenced by the media, some sort of cultural programming or let's say experimental craft versus actual 
really weird things being seen. Can we even make that determination? Can we look and say, well, probably the media is, is propagating uh, reports from people that want to have unusual experiences? Uh, uh, do you think that we're seeing an actual rise in activity after a kind of a lull here for the last 10 or so years? Or, or do you think that uh, that uh, it's just all media-induced, uh, you know, wanna wanna believe uh, type energy here? What, what do you guys think? I think there's a that's kind of a two-part question. The, to me, the first part is um, the the amount of activity um, just depends on the cycle of you know the media or public interest in the subject. I, you know, I think the stuff just continues to go on. But the other part of that is, um, and this can affect the numbers of sightings too, to contradict what I just said. Um, I think I, I like to be simple about this because it's the the way I, I view it, I think it's 90% human technology, 10% something strange and otherworldly. That's how I usually Wow. Yeah. What do you think, Greg? Well, I think that if there is an uptick in things, I mean, there's been enough media coverage of this for many years. Mm -hmm. I don't know why there would be more now or less than in other, other times. I don't, think that, I don't think that's what it is. I think that there are probably some other factors going into um, what's reported. Uh, also, the other thing is if something's reported that seems to fit in with the, what people expect, then it's mm -hmm. reported and, and disseminated. Yeah. If it doesn't, True. if it's something very strange and off the, you know, off the beaten path and you know, just it doesn't sound right and sounds like a dream and sounds completely absurd right. – yeah, it's Nobody, not being reported. Yeah, nobody's going to hear about that, and that's too bad because that, like you know, right. like Carla Turner said, that I think the the, the really strange stuff is going to have some of the gold in it, not yeah. not the stuff yeah, that everybody hears about. That's the most interesting thing. Oh, you know, I want to caveat or you know what I said. Yeah, not, I'll stick by that number, ninety percent. But I'm not saying that that's that ninety percent is all just secret military technology. What I said was human technology. That also includes, in my view, the whole idea of the breakaway or hidden civilization groups, okay? Which is, to me, just as interesting as, yeah. you know, a part of the UFO mystery as the ET thing. They could be fooling the military and the intelligence agencies uh, as a side kind of an agenda as opposed to um, actually being working in cahoots with them. Uh, they could be alongside exactly. them. Exactly, or even you know, exactly a complete mystery. You know, maybe the military wishes that they had what these guys, so to speak, yeah. um, you know, have. So Tricking when I say, <laughs> yeah, when I say ninety percent human uh, technology, uh, I'm not just limiting that to you know secret military technology. I'm right. I'm talking about the other stuff which I've you know written about you know recently, you know, in recent years um, in research. So um, and others even more so than me. So. Well, that, that, brings, that brings us to Bernstein's next question. He wants to know, what, what do you make of the ease of the propagation of the UFO meme across North America since the first big wave 68 years ago? Do you think that the way mass culture thinks about it has changed in any significant ways? Or have we been seeing the same predictable uh, cultural response? Well, primarily it's fun, so I think that's why – there's been, you know, the, the cultural response, you know, people love to be entertained, you know, in new and exciting ways. And, uh, you know, this is, it, it's fun, 
but it also touches well, if you're a field investigator, it's fun, but in a kind of a masochistic sort of uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. But for the the average common person out there, the, to the degree that they are experiencing and observing this whole thing, um, it, it's it's primarily it's a fun thing. But uh, I, I think any change has been that any change in the percentage of people um, in in what they believe about it, uh, specifically the ET thing, you know. But um, you know, I'm one of those that I don't think you know. Uh, disclosure of ET existence will flip out everybody. Um, I think there's very, you know, maybe very few who would be. We've, we've been saturated in this stuff for too, too many decades. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's do our break. Let's do our break. Exactly. With Gene and Chris and Greg and Walter, you're in. Ave of the Paracast. <laughs> <laughs> A little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, which includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Call 1-800-714-6993. 1-800-714-6993. 1-800-714-6993 today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Identity theft is real. So real, it could be making you its next victim right now. At the gas pump, bank, or store where you shop with your credit card, bad guys with RFID scanners can peer into your wallet or purse from a short distance away. Stealing information from your RFID-enabled credit or debit cards, passports, room keys, and ID cards without you even knowing it. Stop the bad guys now with an RFID-blocking wallet from ID Stronghold. ID Stronghold founded the entire RFID blocking industry over 10 years ago. Their stylish sleeves, clutch purses, and wallets are shielded throughout. The best you can buy at great pricing, as low as $14.99. Don't wait until your wallet needs replacing. Protect your identity now. Click IDStronghold.com or call 1-800-610-2770. That's 1-800-610-2770. ID Stronghold, the original RFID wallet company. Did you know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps 
helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Extend your life with Extend Your Bite. Why do over 50% of North Americans suffer from some form of chronic ailment? Could it be due to a toxic overload? It's time to take back your life. Get the lead out as well as the cadmium, mercury, and calcium. Extendivite is a garlic cayenne supplement with five other herbs that acts like a natural draino, cleaning out the stored toxins, restoring your energy and youthfulness that we've lost. If you would like to live your life free of sickness, pain, or fear, then Extendivite is for you. Available in either capsules or liquid, you too can see why Extendivite is the number one heart drop available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I never know what these guys are going to say, so I kind of leave it open there. You know, I want to go back to something earlier that we were talking about, Uh Greg and Walter, and that is that... One good way to do research to avoid outside contamination to get work done is to do it privately, a small group of people, keeping it quiet unless or until there are results. But doesn't that create the climate that we're going to have lots of small groups around the world doing their own research, never being in touch with one another, never having some kind of filtering system to see that they're on the right track and not fooling themselves doesn't that sometimes work against the hope of being able to get something done? Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, you Ted didn't Phillips everything. and Marley Woods would be a great example of that. You didn't hear everything I said, or I didn't make it clear. It, what I said was to research these things, and as Walter said, you know, if you have some results, you've got results. Put them out there. Yes. Tell other people, this is the result we've got, and this is exactly how we went about it. And there's your test. At that point, your test will come. See, the idea of doing it privately is because the nature of the phenomenon, it, it's going it, to come out of the woodwork more. And then when you get your results, then put them out there, like Greg says, and that's when your test, your filter will be applied. Right. You know what? Have the class and the character that if it's pointed out that you're wrong or erroneous to say, oops, okay, I got, okay, great. I got that one wrong then. My conclusions were right. erroneous. Well, well, I think what Greg is bringing up is, is something that I've been championing for a long time, and that's trying to attain and maintain as pristine an investigative environment uh, as possible. Your, your social Petri dish uh, should have as few contaminants as, as humanly possible to keep out of the equation. It's only then that you get pure or more pure form of, of, of result and, you know, data and then, uh, results. And, and I think that that's important because if you, you know, if you go, uh, investigating, 
a case and you're, you're, you've got a camera crew uh, following you behind, reporters, that sort of thing, people begin to start performing as opposed to being themselves. I've, I've seen that many times. And, and that, that muddies the water. Um, to have that Petri dish as, as contaminant-free, uh, the, the pristine investigative environment, there is no substitute for that. And, and I think uh, we're starting to lose that sense. And, you know, Walter's saying people you know, are into this stuff because it's fun. The first thing that sprang to mind to me is, well, it sounds like Hollywood and the entertainment complex is doing their job. They're entertaining people. <laughs> people are having fun being entertained. And unfortunately, you know, shortcuts are taken. Cliff note mm-hmm. versions are used. Uh, you know, things are, are folded, spindled and mutilated uh, along the way in that entertainment process. And that's, yep. that's a real problem that I see. Because it's more serious than entertainment. Yeah, I sure. I, I'll, I admit I see where it's fun for most people, but I think we here, we know that there's something deeper than fun going on. And it's not always fun the deeper you look. There, there's some darker aspects of the spectrum, which some researchers and enthusiasts want to ignore. You know, it's like those. It's like the people who talk about you know a few years back angels. angels. I, I've actually heard people, you know, oh, I believe in angels, but I don't believe demons exist. And, and I just once I finish laughing, um, <laughs> you know, like you know, it's it's like the people that say, well, I believe in the happy little guys in Close Encounters, and you know, this, the aliens are, are to only to help us. There are no bad ones. Yeah, well, yeah. I, Stephen sorry, Greer comes laughable. to mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's laughable. And then my other favorite one that I get so tired of hearing, I got tired of a long time ago, is we humans are not evolved enough to have this technology. We're such rotten no-goods. You know, we're the bad kids of the universe. Come on, give me a break. The ETs that are out there, I think they're just like us. You know, others have said this recently, thank God. There's corrupt ones. There's ones with good intentions. There's ones that are indifferent. You know, these people, just because they have this advanced technology and, and, you know, they allegedly never use for destructive war purposes, you know, things like that. It's exactly. (laughs) Well, and let's not forget Stephen Hawking's pointed uh, observation that the the likelihood of of spacefaring uh, alien races uh, being like Vikings and marauders is much more likely <laughs> yeah. than benevolent space brothers looking to solve some uh, poor primitive planet's uh, internal problems. Which brings us back to the Carol Rosen thing. Von Braun allegedly told her that right. the whole idea that ET is a threat. Well, according to Von Braun, that's going to be used against us. There could be the irony there that maybe they are dangerous. But like the war on terror, there is a threat out there, but it's been latched onto by profiteers who want to keep us. And when I say profiteers, I don't just mean corporate material profiteers. I mean social engineering profiteers yeah, yeah, who want to control the masses and and get out of the masses what they want. So they keep us uh, worked up and paranoid and, and maybe exaggerate what the threat is. I think this ET threat that Von Braun was um, supposedly referred to, told Carol Rosen about, might be that it's not that Von Braun wasn't saying that ET doesn't exist. What he was saying was, is that it's going to be used to spin us up. See, so it might be that both are true. 
And anybody who's interested in this concept should definitely reread your Jacques Vallée uh, book, Messengers of Deception, because uh-huh. that's pretty much what that book's about. Here's another another question from Bernd Stay, which I think is a is a good one. And since we're on this kind of conspiratorial sort of slant here in the conversation, what's the one conspiracy that scares you the most because you think it has some real merit? Oh, I can't think of one. Nothing that. Um no comment. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it, it would be in the realm of this. Oh gosh, you know what? It, it for me, it's it's usually in the realm of social engineering that uh, pushes people to collectivism. Uh, so, because uh, to me, collectivism is a very dangerous thing. So, um, I don't know, but to be specific. It's hard to pinpoint one because there's so much stuff out there that serves a particular aim. I don't know. The, probably the one that would, uh, if I had to say one that bothers me the most, it's the one people impose on themselves by not listening, by not uh-huh. checking out information, by not using any critical thinking, and most importantly, not reserving judgment. Yeah. Yeah. The dumbing down of the American pubic. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And that's part of that pushing towards a collective, the hive mentality, the uh, don't think for yourself, don't, you know, individuality is bad. Look at our heroes in mythology. Our, our own little mythologies in pop culture used to be, you know, the tall, lonesome stranger who came in and, and took care of the issue. And that was the hero, the guy who, who was the individual guy, right? Now everything's in teams. Yeah. We don't just have Superman. We got to have a team of Avengers. We got to have X-Men. Everything is collective. The I see that as a yeah, exactly. I see that as a problem. That's pushing us towards it. It's why I personally prefer the Avengers over the X-Men. The X-Men, what do they do? They all wear the same costume, right? The same uniform. It's all the collective. It's all the collective. Where the Avengers are individual superheroes who are off doing their own thing until they need to come together. They come together when they need to. They take care of the problem, and then off they go separately again. Well, that's see what that? they're doing in the DC universe now. They're going to have the Justice League in the movies with this new film, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mm -hmm. That paves the way for two movies about the Justice League of America with Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and I think Flash. Well, exactly. And and the the philosophical background of that is you've got – you've got, uh, uh, you know, the the collectivist idea in – the X-Men versus the individualist idea in the Avengers. And, um, you know, that speaks to whatever it was I was saying. So it sounds like you weren't a big Devo fan. (laughs) No, I like, I like Devo. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. They're They're ironic, right? Well, no, well, their, their message is one early on was just frustration, modern man frustration. And later their message very strong was what I just said. Think for your damn self. Well, uh-huh. hey, let's go into more thinking for yourself. Let's try that for a change. Gene and Chris and Walter and Greg, you're in. Paracast. Paracast. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big-name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, 
you're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Gene and Chris, Greg and Walter, take it any way you want. Think for yourself. Do you think, though, also things like social networks, where we're just sharing our private lives and our bathroom visits or whatever else, <laughs> that's kind of creating such a shared mentality that we're losing our individualism. Sure. No, I think it yeah. promotes narcissism uh, probably more yeah. than anything. That's uh, true. I mean, I, I go up to Grand Canyon all the time. I've been up three times this week. And I'll tell you, the selfie stick phenomenon is really, uh, you know, there's been several people. I just wanted to grab that thing and beat them with it. Uh, to, <laughs> To me, this whole thing, this whole narcissism of selfies and and uh, just this whole, you know, the the tw- the Twitter uh, phenomenon or every five minutes posting, you know, you know, like Gene just said, oh, I had a great bowel movement, uh, you know, everybody please clap, uh, uh, hit like if you like that, you know, it's like yeah, look at my coffee, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, to me, when you look at a culture and how it's progressing, you look at what words are added to the language. And I think the last words that have been added are twerking, selfies, and uh, some other narcissistic uh, activity, which I, 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 I probably blocked out of my mind. Now, uh, to, to show you how bad the well. selfies gets, I was it, it watching the TV well. playback of one of those Comic-Con San Diego features. This one, I think, was about the stars of the TV show Arrow from the CW. Uh-huh. And one of the stars of the show takes out his smartphone. I don't know what kind of smartphone. And throughout the first five minutes of this panel discussion, he's taking selfies of everybody. And he's one of the participants. He's on the panel, but he's up there taking selfies of everybody on the panel with himself. That's right. Yeah. Well, because it's the urge. It's It, it can't be resisted. But if they could do that mirror image thing of the selfie within the selfie within the selfie... You know, people would just implode with this. Well, where do you think this is coming from? Do you think that this this rampant narcissism is is being produced and and exacerbated by our our you know reality show culture? You know, do you think that, that oh, yeah. Andy Warhol? Uh, you know, was on the right track, or Marshall McLuhan? Uh, the others Every, spring to mind, yep. Terrence McKenna. What do you think? It is that simple. It is that simple. You know, everybody has the opportunity to be seen by the world now. I mean, you know, when when we were kids, you know, we'd watch the original Star Trek, and there was this Captain Kirk guy that you know was my favorite character on the show and stuff. And now, you know, I can go on my Twitter, and there's William Shatner right there. I can I can tweet to him. You know, I, I can say something to this person who 30, 40, 50 years ago was just somebody who, you know, was just only on TV and there was no personal interaction. Yeah, it was an and iconic character. 
Exactly. He was an icon. And now, you know, he's just another guy on uh, Twitter, on this thing. And so here's the thing. If people can do it, they're going to. And I think that's what it is, is they can do it. So they're going to. This form of empowerment is healthy? Or do you think it's just... No, uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's like you said, it's, it's narcissistic. It's uh, people are spending, you know, this is an old saw we've heard for the last 10 years, you know, from various sources. But people really do um, and can spend way too much time um, expressing themselves, every little dumb thought, instead of living life. Well, do you think of, this may be by design that people of, are being uh, kind of uh, coerced into um, into this reflective uh, kind of selfie type, uh, you know, scenario to keep them from looking outwards and possibly focusing on more important issues than you know what their boobs look like in their new pro- you, know, pro- you, know, you know lifting bra or or yeah. whether their ass uh, is on par with uh, uh, the Kim <laughs> exactly. Kardashian or you know whatever the motivations are for this narcissistic behavior. The one thing that I see happening is it it's distracting people from the real issues that they should be yes. thinking about in their lives. Uh, what do you think, Greg? Is that, I mean, is that accurate? What I think is that uh, it, what you are all saying, that all enters into it, I don't think there's some sort of conspiracy to get people to turn inward. I think that happened, and then you know all the people that are concerned with where we spend our money and who we give our money to and who we pay attention to jumped on it. Because yeah, they take the, advantage. Yeah. The other thing that I think enters into this, and it may just be because I live in North America in a certain kind of culture, in a certain kind of you know economic strata, in a certain kind of city and all that, in an urban environment, is the way people are raised. Everybody I know that has kids, whether I've met them just a minute ago or people I've known for years, suddenly the kid, the kids can do no wrong and they have oh, no yeah. – <laughs> yeah, my, my, my wife, she's a secret. She works at a library and – if anybody loses, everybody gets mad. But oh yeah, the, the American parent is out of control. Yeah, and it, you know, if all I can remember is losing most of the time when I was growing up. Yeah, every really. once in a while, you'd get this really cool thing where you'd win, and it was almost a you know you'd make a lot of effort every time. You'd be like, "What? I won? Oh, cool, great!" But uh, it of, was very few and far between, this. just like life. Yeah, I was. We sound like them old guys in the Muppets up in the lows, you know, in the, in the box, uh, commenting on on the culture. <laughs> yeah, I know. I sound like an old person and all that. But the thing is, well, no, it, no, I totally just, agree with you. I think if you're not taught that you lose once in a while, when you get out in the big wide world, and you start losing most of the time. It's it's a very bad, you know, slap in the face and a cognitive dissonance and all that stuff. Right, it's very def- deflationary. Uh, it, it takes away your motivations. It it, it starts calling uh, into question your the quality of your your self worth, and it creates larger hurdles that that maybe wouldn't be so large if you had a more sort of even keeled, I think, upbringing and and sure. reality view. I mean, let's get real. Uh, if you're if you're in being indoctrinated in a narcissistic culture that you can do no wrong and that you're a star and all this stuff, it doesn't take much to totally burst that balloon. And it makes it doubly difficult to motivate yourself to, uh, mm-hmm. to get back into uh, some sort of forward motion, some, you know, uh, more of a, uh, a more realistic uh, form of objectivity, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah we, well, this we, was pointed out in the 70s. There was a book called The Culture of Narcissism by Christopher Lash. I read it when I was in high school. And it, it was it was warning about a lot of the stuff back then. 
we've got to uh, stop deifying youth and children. That's what we've been doing. And I'm a father, you know, so I don't want to hear. Well, and say, cats. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we, we, we put the, the highest premium on youth and, and some people go nuts with, you know, here's the thing that I like to say. Um, f- since time began, adults have been breeding and having children. It is the, it is the most common, you know, maybe the second or third most common human experience. And we, and every time like, you know, somebody has a child, they act like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest, most unique miracle ever. Well, of course, that's the reason why we keep breeding because we have to believe that. Listen, folks, we got to wrap it up here. Greg Bishop, tell our listeners, please, where they can find more of the stuff you do. For right now, it's just on uh, RadioMysterioso.com, which is my show that's on Vaguely Weekly. So look that up. And it's on live on Sunday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific at KillRadio.org. Walter. I have an author's page at Amazon.com for my books on Kindle there. Just look up Walter Bosley or look up the latest book, The Lost Expedition of Sir Richard Francis Burton, and you can get the link there. Um, for those who like printed books, you can find my books on lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. And also I have a blog, empireofthewheel.blogspot.com. You guys, we're going to have to do a part two. We, we barely, we, you know, I mean, we were just getting going here. You know, folks, this show has become so fascinating, I don't want it to end. And I don't want to say goodbye to Walter Bosley or Greg Bishop. So I've asked them to join me and Chris on After the Paracast. So the next edition of After the Paracast for July 19th will include the continuation of this discussion on After the Paracast only for Paracast Plus subscribers going to give Walter a chance to talk more about his books and works. So if you're not a member of the Paracast Plus to hear that show, here's how you do it. You go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Sign up for a month, a year, five years, modest monthly subscription fee, less than a Starbucks coffee, I think, or a Frappuccino. It just keeps going up there. Also, you can find us on Twitter. We're known as the Paracast. We have a pair of Paracast fan clubs assimilating you on Facebook. How about that? So we've got a lot of things going. Chris O'Brien's site is OurStrangePlanet.com. Okay, my friends, Greg Bishop, Walter Bosley, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks, Gene and Chris. Thank you. It's always great to be here. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in... The Paracast.